Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Marty Plum, and I am your host of a pen and a napkin podcast, the weekly coaching clinic that you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome back to the coaching staff. We are back. We are better than ever. I am here with the history tutor himself, Mr. Tony Viss, who was just uh, leaving Educating America's Youth on uh, historical, what, what was it, uh, presidential inaugurations, Tony? Presidential inauguration speeches. Yes. So uh, just just the man doesn't stop, folks. If you really knew, if you really knew, there's Steve Rogers, the $6 million man. And then there's Dame Lillard, the $60 million man. And then there's Tony Viss, the $6 man. Uh, I, was, so, I was hoping you were going to say the six, six McNuggets. <laughs> six McNuggets. Uh, you know, that would be McDonald's. That'd be a little bit below your pay grade. That'd be kind of a pay cut, you know, as opposed to an Arby's. I mean, that's kind of true. elite. So I, I do like some McNuggets. Okay. All right. Well, next time we get together, I'll keep that in mind, buddy. So, Thank you. Uh, episode number 60. And before we get to that, we're going to get into some uniform numbers here. Mr. Viss, I've got three uniform numbers, two legendary football Hall of Famers, from the way back, a um, long time ago, 50-plus years ago, and then one modern pitcher. So where do you want to go? Uh, let's go football. Okay. Bronco Nagurski. That is incorrect. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he said way back, so that's about the only one. Okay. Uh Last full-time two-way player played for the Philadelphia Eagles. Norm Dan Brockling. Good guess. No. Okay. I don't know. Chuck Bednarik. Ooh, I've heard the name before. Yes. I, I think never would have got there. Uh, he played linebacker and... Uh, lineman, wasn't he? Yeah, lineman. Yep. So, the other one, um, Cleveland... Browns quarterback of the 1950s. Cleveland Brown quarterback. I'm gonna guess Norm Van Brocklin. I think he was with the Los Angeles Rams. Talk on him. Um, Didn't you just say Norm Van Brocklin? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. <laughs> you um, said Bronco Nagurski. Yeah, then I, I didn't, I didn't uh, get to Norm yet. Okay, all right. Um, I have no clue. Otto Graham. Being Otto Graham, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, and then uh, modern pitcher, I think he was best with the Astros recently, just five, ten years ago. Pitcher. Lefty. Astros. Lefty. Jim Deshaies. No. Okay. Um, Astros. Lefty. I think you want a Cy Young, actually. Crap. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on that one, too. Yeah, I think he... I I think he's with the Twins right now. Dallas Keuchel. Oh, yeah, Dallas Keuchel. I didn't know he was 16. He had died went from my memory. Yeah, he did win the Cy Young. He did. Huh. Uh, 2015 won the Cy Young, so... 
Yeah, he bounced around lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's kind of yeah, kind of reaching that age where he's starting to bounce around a little bit. So, yeah, three tough ones here. So, uh um, for three. Yeah, it's okay, buddy. I forgive you. So, I'm just gonna take away your McNuggets. So, maybe okay. maybe the sauce with your McNuggets. What kind of McNuggets sauce guy are you? Uh, usually like a the the uh, spicy mustard or the sweet and sour. Oh, I'm a honey mustard guy. Okay. Yeah, that's that's what I go with. You don't do the spicy? Uh no. No, not a spicy. I'm 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 not a big spicy guy, you know. Uh I'm kind of dating myself. I have a very large birthday coming up in a couple of days and my my body just doesn't handle it the way that it used to. How about that? So Okay. So okay. uh not to say I like things real vanilla or anything like that, but just the super spicy stuff. Nah, not for me. Not for me. Okay. So all right, episode number 60. Uh, now that everybody knows that I take a little bit of Tums every night before I go to bed. Uh, <laughs> Don't forget about the Pepto. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you have nausea, heartburn, indigestion. So uh, that's enough of my jingle time. All right, moving on. We got to get, we got to, we got to start being serious here, Tony, or we're going to lose our credibility very soon. Um, if we had any credibility yeah, to begin with. Say, we had some to begin with. <laughs> yeah. If you think we're credible, please let us know, because we're not sure if we are. (laughs) Okay, all right. Episode number 60, and Tony brought up a a good point. Um, We is in Nebraska and Iowa, we're about, oh, a little under a month to go uh, before our first practice start, and... Uh, we're we're going to start really getting into it. I know in some states, practices have started. If you're if you're a college coach, you're way into practice, uh, and if you're professionals, you're starting to get into games. So uh, it's coming quick. What should you be doing right now? And and so what Tony and I did this week, I, I think we talked about it right after the pod last week, is we were just going to keep a little bit of a running diary or just a list of things that we're going to work on this week uh, in preparation for the season. And so uh, I totaled up about eight or nine things that I worked on at one time or another for an extended time uh, this week. And and I'm assuming Tony did something similar to that. And we'll see how many things we have in common. And we'll see you know something I forgot or something Tony forgot that that we should that we should be doing. So uh, that's kind of the direction we're going, right, Tony? Yeah, um, I think I had a few less than what you do, but with being the the big guy in charge, you probably have a little bit more responsibility than me. Yeah, well, you know, I guess. So um, I'll go ahead and start here. Um, okay. the, the number one thing, and again, this is in no particular order. Uh, the number one thing that I had on my list was starting to work on my practice schedule, uh, working on actual scheduling of practices, what we're going to do in practice. And for me, it's one of the most important things that you can do. Uh, you, you know, I have a, a long-term vision. You, you got to have a short-term vision, a long-term vision. You've got to think about uh, what cultural aspects you want to implement. You've got to think about uh, what you know. What's the direction you want to go drill-wise? How do you want practices structured? Uh, in the sense of you want to repeat the same skills over and over again, but you have to do it with a fresh 
attitude. Uh, you can't do the same five drills over and over and over again. You're going to lose. You, you need to find a way to do the same drill five different ways, but accomplish the same thing at the end of the drill, so to speak. Uh, for, for me, it's one of the things I enjoy most about coaching. I really take pride in putting together a really, really good practice schedule. And for me, the challenge is you have at this time of year, you have about 135 ish minutes, uh, you know, two hours to two hours and 15 minutes. How can you as a coach get your team in the best place that you possibly can and hopefully get a leg up to win on the margins with the teams that are at your level? You know, if you if you feel like you have 10 win talent, can you goose that up to 12 wins by being really, really good in practice? Are you going to go down to eight wins because you're not as efficient as you should be in practice or as, as you could be? And so this is something I'm really passionate about. It's something I love to do. It's something that um, I spend a lot of time working on as a skill because I think it's really, really important that this is something I work really hard at controlling for our team. So that's something that, that I've spent time working on the last week, Tony. Yeah, I spent quite a bit of time. Uh, we had conferences, and I have a ton of conferences. And so in that in-between time, I would spend time putting in and developing the first, I think it was five or six practices. I wanted to get that first week kind of sketched out, kind of like you talked about. You've got a variety of visions in mind as you do this, and then you've got other goals you want to get to. And we've talked about this before when you go to design those first set of practices when's that first competition and what do you want in as you go? So you kind of have that checklist in mind. You know, obviously you're not going to put everything in by the first game, but you need to have, you know, uh, a couple out of bounds plays, a press break, some presses, offense, you know, a variety of things you got to think about. Mm -hmm. And then you've got to take a look at skill work because you're going to knock some of the rust off, so to speak. And then on top of that, um, you know, you want to make sure that uh, you're getting looks at different things with different combinations together. In our situation, uh, we'll have roughly about 30 guys in there. And so we've got a variety of things to keep in mind. Number one, we have 18 uniforms. So who are our top 18? And you want to give everybody a chance to be seen. Number two, uh, we feel like we have 10 pretty good players. And so what combination works the best together and, you know, you've got a variety of things to kind of keep in mind from, like, getting them in shape, you know, and I'm not a big fan of getting them in shape without a ball, so we'll do a lot of things, you know, whether it's fast break work or full court shooting or, or whatever, uh, just so that you can kind of kill two birds at one time with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of things that go into designing a very effective and a very efficient practice as you try to to move things forward, uh, wanting to see a lot of different things in a short amount of time. Yeah. And, and I think that one of the things that you said there, Tony, is what's, you know, what's going to be your priority? Uh, you know, you've got to put in your offenses, you know, whether that's zone attack or your, your, your man to man principles. Uh, but what's, what's enough reps to make sure that you are reasonably sharp at those as much as you can be going into that first game. Um, but also you got to prepare for this, that, or the other thing. And, I think that's the importance of summer. Hopefully you can kind of, you know, the, the better that you do in the summer um, in the sense of emphasizing those things and, and, and being efficient in your summer, hopefully instead of taking five or six practices to start feeling comfortable, well, maybe you can get that down to two or three. And that, and that allows you to build more and more and more. So I think that's, that's really important as well. So, 
Uh, you go about five or six practices out, Tony. That you yeah, try to have? I'll, I'll I'll do that. And sometimes if I'm rolling and you know, kind of in that in the groove or whatever, I might go a little bit further. But I usually try to make sure I get that first week laid out um, so that we we have that. I send that to my assistant. Uh, he'll he'll give me his comments on it. You know, in terms of things, and there's always flexibility like if say Mm -hmm. we don't rebound real well the first night and maybe we we're only we're going to spend five minutes on it we might throw in 10 the next night and deduct from something else but we do allow a little bit of flexibility but i want to kind of get that at least the skeleton you know 85 95 percent of it done Mm -hmm. uh so that we're not scrambling like crazy yeah i try to actually plan out every practice before the first game um Again, for me, and again, this is the way my messed up mind works, that gives me a peace of mind that, okay, uh, you know, if I need to make changes, if I need to make adjustments, I can do so here or there all the way down the line. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, you do five or six, I'm probably going to end up doing 15 or 16 before we start. Those inevitably change. They they change from day one to day two. They change from day two to day three. But at least the basic structure is there so you don't feel rushed. And, and it allows me to, again, to see that big picture and get as much implemented as we can before that first game. Yeah. So. Yep. And, you know, like I said, five or six minimum might go a few more than that. But yeah, I definitely agree. I think you want to be over-prepared in that situation, but not rigid to the point of not having some flexibility if something isn't going well you can put some a little bit more attention to detail going on yep yep what's something you've been what uh, other than practice planning what have you been doing yeah another thing we have i don't know if you guys have it or not but we have the bound system and so what happens with our bound system is kind of where our scores are reported where our roster is at uh schedule that type of thing and so I, you know, I think uh, our, our AD secretary had taken care of putting the schedule in, and so I went through uh, and put in our roster. So I know, uh, you know, I've got a commitment from you know twenty seven, twenty eight guys right now. We're still got a two or three on the fence, uh, but anyway, so I put all of that inbound so that our roster was there. So when we get ready to go, they can go in there and they've got to upload their, their concussion forms and their physicals in there as well. Mm-hmm. And so we'll be able to keep track if that stuff's in. So if they, if they have the permission to practice on Monday, November 13th. Okay. All right. Um, another thing that I am doing, and again, kind of the difference between being an assistant and being a head coach, uh, finalizing our youth season prep. Uh, making sure our, our practices are lined up. We're going to do some skill sessions with our younger kids. Uh, and we're talking like third through eighth graders there. We're going to do like four skill sessions before they even start their practices. Uh, I believe I've talked about it before, scheduling our high school staff to be at uh, early youth practices. And again, we're there to just to be to be a tool uh to be to be a a resource uh we're we're not there to take over practices we're not coming in to run the practice or anything like that we're just there we're creating relationships with the younger players the younger coaches uh we're going to have our our coaches meeting with our with our youth coaches in a couple of weeks i I think november the 4th is is when we got that scheduled for so all of those things in in our situation and i know that everybody doesn't have a youth program uh, but a lot of programs do, especially in smaller towns like like the one that we're in, smaller districts. So we're, I'm trying to get as much of that 
finalized before I start doing everything that I'm going to be doing with our program. Uh, because I don't want to get that lost in the shuffle. I want to get that scheduling done. I want to know when I'm supposed to be there as much as I can. I want to spend time with the kids as much as I can before we really get busy. Uh, Because, you know, obviously starting on November 13th, my number one priority has to be the high school program, but you still have to have your eye on the youth program. So I'm trying to get that taken care of as much as I can and and, and be as organized as I can be with that. Yeah, get some of the legwork done there. I think we've already... Uh, had our team set up for our junior cougar program and then i want to say they have a tournament that first uh we start up on the 13th i think their tournaments on november 19th and so we'll be scheduling guys to work that and uh, john will make an appearance and all that fun stuff that goes along with you know being seen and like you said doing some good pr stuff yep a pen and a napkin university videos are just another way that a pen and a napkin can help you become a better coach Our university video library is constantly expanding with topics ranging from interviewing for a job to full court defense to 25 universal truths about coaching. Our university videos will help you round out your skill set as a coach and help you hone your craft. Videos are $10 a piece with bundling options available. To order, you can DM me on Twitter, send me an email at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com or order from our website, a pen and a napkin.com. Be sure to check out the A Pen and a Napkin Video Library. What else you got, Tony? Uh, another one that we've done, uh, again, I'm sure you guys use Huddle uh, for your, your program and stuff to record your games and put it out there and different things. Um, we've been entering our game schedule into Huddle. Uh, we have a Huddle camera, so what it'll do, it'll sync with our, our entering Huddle on there, and so now it'll cue when our home games are, and it'll turn it on, and it'll record it for us, and so that's kind of a nice perk there. Um, along those same lines, we enter the, enter the guys' emails in there as well, so now they have access to their Huddle account. They can watch film. They can make highlight tapes and different things like that if they have aspirations and dreams of playing college basketball. Um, but, yeah, had to go in and, and put all that stuff in there so that they were able to access it. And then it will send them a message if they want to join and they'll join up and all that good stuff. And then we'll film a variety of things from scrimmages to practices to games. And they can go through and watch clips because one of the things, you know, we've talked about on here is the importance of using film to show them. And so this gives them a tool to be able to watch. Oh, that's what he's talking about there. And if you need to meet with them individually, you can queue up the clip and just walk through it there. Yeah, this is what I'm talking about. You're not in help side defense. You need to be slid over by another five feet. Make sure you got your pistols out. Make sure you're talking and all, all that good stuff that goes along with it. So you, you've, you've said two things and I've had to write three things down that you have literally knocked my cobwebs loops loose about getting stuff done as well. So Heck, Tony, this is good for me, too, because I'm like, oh, crap, yeah, I got to do that, too. Oh, yeah, I got to do that, too. So <laughs> so thanks, Tony. I appreciate that, buddy. So, That's what I'm here for. Yeah. Um, another thing that, that I worked on here this last week was our team store, our, our booster order. Uh, working with with my my uh, my gear guy, my merchandise guy, so to speak, and uh, you know we've got that out there ready to go. We want to get that ready, um, and, and and at this point, I kind of turn it over to it's it's completely out of my hands. So that's one less thing I have to worry about now as we get closer, and and I've put it out there for everybody to see um, because people are going to want to buy t shirts, sweatshirts, 
gloves, mittens, socks, whatever it may be, uh, but, but for the season, and, and now it's taken care of. We know everything's going to be done uh, well. Uh, everything can be ordered, printed up, picked up, and distributed before our first game. I turned that over to a couple of parents, that part of things. Um, and, and so that's something else I was working on. Again, to kind of get that taken care of, one less thing that, you know, a couple of weeks from now when I'm really wanting to get locked in to work on with our youth kids, oh, yeah, I got to get that team store set up, you know. So that was something I wanted to get taken care of early and got that taken care of. So if you're head coach and you're thinking about your booster stuff, your your gear stuff, uh, get that taken care of sooner rather than later. So that's another thing I did. And you can even turn that into a fundraiser, too. Uh, yeah, one of the things yeah. that, that John does that's good is he offers fan shirts. And so you can get a fan shirt, you know, whatever design you want to pick there, and then get your, your player's name on the back that you're there to support. And so uh, I don't know how much money, but they make a little bit of money off that. But, yeah, the, the team store stuff, uh, you know, usually runs for the next couple of weeks. And like you said, right before the season, you know, you've got your uh, warm-up shirt. You've got your – if you want to get a better deal on shoes than – walking into the to the mall or whatever you can get those off of there um and then like you said there's all kinds of things from stocking caps to you know socks or whatever the case may be that you can you can uh benefit from Mm -hmm. absolutely so what else you got buddy you know one other thing i do and i haven't done it for a long time but i found it to be very effective is setting up a google classroom um you know and so what we what i've done and again i I don't know if i'm the only coach in our program that does it but you you hop in there and i've made like a handful plus of different categories offenses defenses uh you know uh, philosophy um scouting reports you know whatever the case may be and then they're all in there for them and so uh i'll print off like the the scouting reports for them but they'll get the the meat and potatoes of it because i don't draw the diagrams on right away and so Mm. i'll draw the diagram up after i typed up the other stuff and then hand them a paper copy but if they happen to lose some stuff with the paper copy they can always go back to the google classroom and find it in there and then the other thing that's kind of nice too you know i've got some hand-drawn you know diagrams that maybe aren't the best with my artistic ability Mm -hmm. but john also had clips and things and so when he was putting in, you know, this defense or whatever that whatever he was talking about that time, um, and so they can watch the clips of it too. And so I feel like that's been pretty good. When we had the the COVID stuff going on and couldn't do some stuff, we were able to upload workouts in there as well. Mm-hmm. And so that's what really kind of got me going with the whole Google Classroom thing and seeing the benefits of it. Then at the end of the year, I do like I don't know, it's like a six eight ten page packet thing uh where i keep track of you know uh score results from games conference finish uh we do some team awards uh just a variety of things that's in there and then i can have it in there to give to them and they can go back through and always have that they can look back to as well but we just have found that google classroom is is pretty good but the thing i probably use it for the most rather than trying to sit there and look at my roster all the time i can go in find people click the little thing email and i can shoot a mass email out to them very very quickly as well so mm-hmm. i i found that benefit to be to be nice also cool um another thing that that i've been working on is you know our cultural themes and and we do the old school uh i'll combine this these two things into one we do the old school don meyer player binders uh mm-hmm. three ring binders and uh, i got those completely put together i finally feel comfortable again my my adult ocd uh gets into play here i want it i want it to be absolutely perfect when i give mm-hmm. it to him and and so 
we're going to have a you know about a two week window for conditioning before the season starts, and so we're going to have eight days. And, and to me, and I th- and I'm pretty sure I've talked about it before. Those eight days are really really valuable to establishing. Yeah, we want to get some touches. We're going to play some pickup ball, probably have them play some three-on-three. You know, we can't work with them directly, so it's kind of open up the gym and and, and get the ball rack out and let it roll. But what we're really looking at is uh, those – the the older I get, the more seasoned and experienced I get, Tony – those are really important days to establish our culture for the upcoming season. And so we work – I'm really, really – uh, organized with hitting this theme and that theme and making sure that uh, we were in the best mindset that we could possibly be coming into the season as a program. And so those cultural themes, those binders, how we put it together, the verbiage that we use within the binders uh, for our players, for our parents, uh, those are really, really important because once it's in black and white and you give it to them, you're, it's, it's hard to take it back. And, yeah. and so we, we have like our club contract in there. We have our scouting reports. We have our players fill out their scouting reports by hand because I think it helps with the, the memory. Um, I don't really like – this is just me. I don't like printing them off and, and handing it to them. So all, all of that stuff is, is in that binder. And my managers, it's all, it's all printed off and ready to go. Now my managers just have to get the binders ready to go. And uh, so that's that's another thing I've been working on. Yeah, I, you know, I, I when I hang out with John a little bit at the end, you know, when we get in the postseason, he gives them, like you're talking about, they've got not necessarily a binder, but they do a little bit more of a, it's not in a binder form, but it, it's somewhat, it's similar, so very similar. Uh, but he has them as they watch film and go over things they write things down and it's always been like, you know, I probably shouldn't spoon feed it mine as much as I do. I think that like you say, if you write it down as well as read it, it gets into the memory a little bit better. Um, but yeah, that's something that, that I, I completely probably need to move on to is allowing them a little bit more, but he does a good job of getting it into a format and then he'll just have them as they go watch film hand it to them when they walk out of the team room they put them back in the box and anytime need to go back and add to their their scouting binder they they do that as well Mm -hmm. okay what else you got buddy uh we do a remind system our messaging system uh is so we've been getting making sure that that's been in there uh part of that what we do with our with our meeting because we've already had our our preseason meeting um is we've we have that and in there they sign up for this remind system and so now instead of having to do whatever you just go into the remind system it's not your phone number it comes from that they plug theirs in and then you just send one mass text whether it's to the varsity and jv or to the sophomore or freshman but they're all signed up for this remind system and that works pretty slick you know obviously with living in the midwest like we do uh, i'd love to tell you that we're able to practice every single day but you would know that i'm full of poop on that one yeah. uh, you run across some weather sometime and this gets that And if you have different messages and stuff you need to get out uh you know hey practice got switched to late time girls needed to go earlier or whatever you can get that out the night before and then they can prepare rather than having to make you know the old phone tree that we used to do before things became a little bit more convenient with the cell phones yeah they don't know what a real phone tree unless it's a rotary phone or something rotary, like that. Those yeah. Were good. yeah yeah back in the day we my parents had one in their bedroom i believe so <laughs> so um along with the the players binders and things like that i've been working on the parent handout um what we're in you said you've already done your parent meeting already 
Yeah, we did ours last week. Wow. So uh, uh, we'll do ours on, I believe, November the 12th. So that's Sunday night. Uh, we'll have a parent meeting up at school. Um, and, and what I've done this year is I, I, you know, for better or worse, put together a little Google slide presentation, kind of bring it to life mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, yep. But, but I, you know, I've added some, some things into it, um, again, that, that I think is important. And, uh, you know, I, I think that, that meeting, again, kind of like with your players, it's important to establish a certain tone with your parents. Uh, you want it to be a positive tone, uh, but you also have to let the parents know what your negotiables are, what your non-negotiables are. I think that's it's just, it's just an important it's just an important start to your season. Again, you want it to be a very positive thing. You want it to uh, you want everybody to come in with a good good bit of optimism at that point. And uh, so I've, I've been working on that again, wanting to make sure that that everything is exactly the way that I want it to be, and and getting that ready to go for, for our meeting here. So that, that's another thing I worked on this week. You know, and the, kind of the nice thing with ours, uh, you know, I think part of why he did it early, like we were talking about with some of those store things, he wanted to be able to, for them to be able to order their shoes and, and, you know, reversible practice jerseys and stuff like that. So that, they're in uh, before the season begins rather than getting them around Christmas or whatever. Um, but we do ours. And I think I've talked about this before. We do ours over Google meet. So you can be in the comfort of, you know, your classroom or your home or whatever, mm-hmm. not another night that you have to get out there. But I, I like, I like every once in a while getting everybody there. And I think it's important for those, those freshman parents uh, to kind of see other freshman parents and maybe, you know, begin to build some of that, that camaraderie and different things like that that go along with it. Um, and then also as a coach for you to be able to be out there and to see them. I know last night he did a parent support group meeting as well. I uh, sent out a link for that. So he's been, he's been super busy. I did not attend the parent support group when I just did the, the team one. Gotcha. All right. Anything else on your list, buddy? Um, you know, one of the things that we did, and this was a few weeks ago that we got these, these finalized is that John had set up, I think we had, I think I had mentioned this to you before. I don't know if I talked about it on the pod is he had set up kind of like an ACC big 10 type challenge, uh, with the MVC taken on the CIML. Well, that's all fine and great, but it shorts us a couple of games. So I was having to reach out to fellow sophomore coaches because we play most of our schools. We just play one time. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I reached out to some guys kind of close-ish. 30 ish minutes and said, Hey, would you like to play a second time? And so we've got our sophomore schedule finalized now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's been something I was working on as well, trying to get those pieces in place so that we get a full 21 game schedule. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I've been working on my, my coaches meeting, uh, what we're going to sit down and talk about now we're, we're in year four, a lot of what we're doing, we have done before. Now we're at the point where we're tweaking, um, my varsity assistant coach, uh, coach Duro, uh, this will be her fourth year with me. And so she's got a pretty good idea of what I want. I I'm going to, uh, turn over more responsibility to her this year, along with my other coaches. Um, you know, my JV coach will be new, but he, uh, coach Eastman coached our junior high team last year so we were in pretty constant contact about this is kind of what i want this is how i want it done i and and then he was with us all summer and he did a good job there and 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 he's going to be a terrific addition to our staff and then uh my, my son you know he's been with me for 23 years now uh but this will be his second year <laughs> as a as a coach he coached me my first year now he's going to coach with me this year um so i, I you know 
I, I feel great about our coaching staff, but we're going to have our things to go over. We, we need to, to talk about different scenarios that we might be going through. It, it won't be a ton of X's and O's discussion that we'll have in our coaches meeting, but what do we need to worry about here? How do we need to look about this? What, you know, between this person and that person, what are we thinking here? What's the best place to put this player? Uh, you know, a lot of that stuff is, is I, what I envision what we'll be talking about, but definitely have been working on that agenda and, and what I think are the important topics that we need to talk about there. So, uh, that's another thing I worked on this week, Tony. Mm-hmm. I've been reviewing, I read a book before the, the season, uh, it was about a few months ago, uh, twin thieves, two thieves, something like that. Anyway, it was actually, it was a really, really good book. And so it gave me some ideas. So I made a little Google doc up and kind of typed up some things that were my big takeaways from it. And so as I was getting ready to do the practices, we try to do, I know show calls it mind candy, but we, yep. I threw some of those in there, uh, just things to address and talk about as you try to build that culture, you know, Hey, this is this that we talked about here. Uh, what do you guys think about that? Or what do you think he means by this or whatever the case may be? And that's usually kind of how we start the first few minutes of practice or at the end of practice, we might save it for that time as well. But uh, just kind of reviewing that document and taking some of the principles from it and putting it onto practice form and, and different things. So we have an opportunity to, to do that. So I've been going over that a little bit and making sure it's in the order that I want it and hopefully think through the discussion a little bit and help, help us as we, uh, put forth, I'm hoping, a really healthy culture this year. Yeah, okay. I got one more thing left, Tony. You got anything else? That was that was it for me. Okay. Uh, the last thing that I'm working on, and and I need to get that, this out to my parents sooner rather than later, is is our gym schedule. I put down gym schedule, but w- what I really meant was, was holiday break. Um, and, and our sport, we have two big breaks. We have Thanksgiving. We have two really important, quote-unquote, family holidays. Um Thanksgiving and, and Christmas, of course. Uh, so, uh, you know, unfortunately, I mean, I wish I could give them two days off for Thanksgiving. We're going to get out early Thursday afternoon. So hopefully if people want to get on the road for Thanksgiving break, they can leave by 3, 3.30 on, on Wednesday afternoon. Obviously take all day Thursday off. We're in a unique situation in both of our, <laughs> both of our programs where uh, we have a pretty good pretty hot-blooded rivalry between the two schools in the Big Ten, Iowa and Nebraska. They play mm-hmm. on Black Friday and and kind of, you know, I don't know about what John does, but I definitely think about when that game is being played and how and when we're going to practice on on that Friday because we, we have to come back and practice. Um, yep. You know, the game's early this year. It's at 11 a.m., so and it's in, it's in Lincoln, and we're only 45 minutes away from Lincoln, so uh, we're going to practice at 6 o'clock uh, Friday night. Uh, just to to give people time to and it's it's a few more hours that they can spend with uh, spend with family uh, in exchange for that you know we have the five day moratorium which I'm sh- pretty sure you guys still have in Iowa you got the five day moratorium yep. and so because we're bringing them back for you know that that Black Friday uh, we're going to give them an extra day off for the Christmas moratorium uh, it, ours is like the 23rd through the 27th well we're going to give them the 22nd off as well kind of as okay you know here's an extra day for you here so uh you know but just just communicating with that so families can can figure out and i i I know for us uh my wife and i live three hours apart when you know from 
in-laws, you know, uh, my dad is three hours away from her mom and those are big decisions and we have things to figure out. And, and I know that's not for everybody, but I know there's a lot of people that want to travel, want to see family. And, and I think it's important that if we can help out with that and help them plan, uh, I think it's something really, really simple that we can do. Now, Marty, how do you disseminate your, your calendar? Do you give them a paper copy of it? Do you put it on uh, Google Calendar? Or how, how do you do that? Uh, we'll do a we'll do it on paper, um, okay. and and then um, which reminds me, I got to type that up, Tony. So thank you. Um, you're just you're just full of them up today. So I'm full of something. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we won't say what, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll give them we'll give them a paper copy. And, you know, with that, like, I need to send out that email letting them know. So uh, if, if any parents are listening to this tomorrow morning, they'll say, oh, yeah, okay, well, now we can do that. So I need to send out at least those particular dates. Everything else is pretty much standard. Uh, you know, we're either in the in the new gym or the old gym after school every day. Uh, and, and we'll have some Saturdays in there and, and everything as well. But uh, we'll, we'll type that up, we'll copy it off, and, and we'll hand it out to them. And then um, usually, like... Thursday, the week before, Coach Darrell will send out the weekly planner for the following week, just as a reminder and, and any announcements that we need to put in there. Uh, she'll take care of that, and and she does a great job with organizing that stuff. So that's how we'll do it. Okay, because we we do ours Google Calendar and just give them the link. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been interesting. You know, we we try to make sure the time of our meeting that we have pretty much everything laid out for them was a little bit harder this year. We had uh, a conflict. And so we're looking to do some quads with our, with our inner city rival. And so still haven't received a hundred percent word on that one yet. Uh, So yeah, it's one of those things we just send them the link and, and they go from there. But yeah, that's important information to get. You know, what are you doing over Thanksgiving? How many days off do they get for Christmas? Uh, And then we alternate. We're early right after school one week and then we're late, five o'clock to seven o'clock the following week. And so it kind of alternates back and forth that way. And then we're always in the West gym. John's always in the main gym. And so it uh, works out pretty slick. And if there's a conflict due to wrestling, we run out to team Iowa, which is one of our AU teams have a facility out there and we have a decent relationship with them. So they allow us to use that. Well, very good. Coaches are absolutely loving our taking over a new program booklet. As many of you know, I spent two years outside of coaching, and during that time, I hung a note card in my workspace at school that said, strip the house down to the studs. I took that time to really rethink and reorganize my thoughts on what it takes to run a transformational program. As I prepared for the possibility of coaching again, I organized these thoughts into this 96-page booklet. How much do I trust this booklet? I used this booklet as I went on interviews to help sell myself and my vision for what my new program would look like. If I'm using it to sell myself, why wouldn't I recommend it to you, my listeners? This booklet will help you look at any part of your program, no matter what stage you're at in your program, and help improve it in some way. It's all yours for only $15, which includes shipping and handling. For more information, email me at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com. You know who else is very good, Tony? Obviously, Europe. Oh, yes. 
Uh, this week in 1986, Tony, the power ballad Carrie was number three on the Casey Kasem Top 100, Top 40 countdown. Did you uh-huh. know? Yeah. Did not know that. Well, now you do. Now you I'm do. in the know. Yeah, you are in the know. So uh, it is your week for trivia, my friend. Uh, you have the trivia question. I anxiously await it. All righty. So last night, the shorthanded Las Vegas Aces became a back-to-back WNBA champion. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me the last team in the WNBA to win back-to-back championships? Monkey farts. I'm sure they said it on the telecast, and it just it just went right past me. Like the Houston Comets started out like with the first four. Jeez. Uh, Los Angeles Sparks. It was the Sparks. Wow. I want to say 2010-ish, somewhere in that area. I, no, it's been like, I, I know they said uh, like 2001, 2002. Was a, it, it's been over 20 years since somebody has oh, repeated. Wow. Yeah. I'm pretty sure of that. Um, last WNBA champion to repeat. Um, 2001, 2002, LA Sparks. <laughs> yeah. So I knew I knew it was right around that era, uh, and I believe that, that was the prime time. Lisa Leslie was the dominant player in the league, and and uh, yeah, so um, yeah, that was a wild guess, Tony. So good work. Yeah, I do what I can. You know, if Mel Allen were here and he got that correct, you know what he'd probably say. Yeah, so Mel Allen's definitely on board with us, Tony. So uh, let's jump into our TWIB segment this week. We got a lot to talk about, including let's let's start where the trivia left off at, the Las Vegas Aces, repeating as WNBA champions, down three of their top six players, yet they find a way to get it done. Uh, we had conferences last night, Tony, so I only got to see about the last 13 or 14 minutes. Um and what was really amazing is, from from what I understand, they were down twelve or thirteen in the fourth quarter, being down uh, the you know Chelsea Gray and Parker and Stokes, and they still found a way to clinch it on the road. So, uh, just a gritty, gutty performance by the Aces. Uh, a lot of contributions from a lot of different players. Asia Wilson, of course, really stepped up, uh, dominated the third quarter, and 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 they got the stops. They just you know, champions find a way. Would Rudy T say, "Never underestimate the heart of a champion"? And, and you know, we, we saw that in action last night. Yeah, I mean, it was like you said, just an incredibly gutty performance. And there, there are other pieces there too. They had the domestic violence issue, uh, where where I think Requina Williams or something like that. I yeah. think they lost her. She was in their rotation at one time. Uh, so they went through a lot of adversity, and I know afterwards they talked about how this one might even have been sweeter yep. than the year before. And mm-hmm. so I just a, a ton of credit uh, to the Aces, shorthanded, like you said, uh, but they, they just kept hanging around, you know, 8, 10, 12 points, and then able to go on a run, take the lead there. Uh, but I give, I give uh, you know, the Liberty credit. They, they didn't fold, tied yeah. it up. Uh, and then had a chance there at the end to win it. But I give Las Vegas credit for playing really good defense on that last possession. I was reading through one of the the gals that ended up starting uh, when Becky Hammond called her to let her know that she was going to be starting. She was in the weight room with her husband working out. And so it goes back to that phrase, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
uh, you know, like I said, Asia Wilson dominant. I'm looking up the stats here right now. 24 and 16. Uh, Jackie Young had 16 points. Uh, just yeah, I mean, just it's 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 hard when when you get that addictive winning feeling. It's really hard to give up. And and you know, when we were kids, Tony. You know, the, the Pistons literally had to tear it away from the Celtics. And then the Bulls literally had to tear it away from the Pistons. And, and uh, you know, obviously the, the Aces are really, really talented. Uh, you don't win back-to-back championships without having a lot of really good players. And they do have a lot of really good players. But, man, just the mental toughness that it took, um, you, you just got to tip your cap. You just really have to tip your cap and just say, wow. That was really, really impressively done. I would agree. Uh, Becky Hammond, uh, you know, just did an amazing job for, for two years, two titles, and uh, to be able to win in Brooklyn, uh, shorthanded like they did, just all the credit in the world to her and her staff. Yep. Speaking of all the credit in the world, how about Lisa Bluter and the Iowa Hawkeyes playing in the middle of October out in the middle of a football stadium? Uh, 55, 56,000 Iowa fans out there. Um, team looked pretty good. Uh, I, I, again, kind of the same deal. I keep coming into these games like halfway through the third quarter because we had some youth league stuff at our place. But, uh, you know, Caitlin Clark uh, would get some minutes at Fort Calhoun. Um <laughs> You know she's pretty good, uh, and they 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 won uh, pretty comfortably. Ended up winning by about twenty, and uh, yeah, just a, just a great exhibition, just a, just a great show of of the strength of the women's game, and and you know obviously for for me growing up in Iowa, you living in Iowa pretty much all your your life, Tony. It's 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 just an impressive showing of of the state and what women's basketball means to the state. Yeah, you know, when you take a look at, at women's sports in general, it's kind of been a banner year. You know, obviously, in your neck of the woods, they did the outdoor volleyball game. It was a little bit warmer than what the game here in Iowa was last Sunday. Um, and then the WNBA, major uptick in, in viewership and different things. And then you have this where they almost double uh, the size of the largest crowd to watch women's basketball with 55, 56,000. Mm-hmm. And Caitlin Clark posts a triple-double. Uh, with you know 34 points uh, outside, uh, and, and it wasn't wasn't terribly windy, but it was windy, mm-hmm. um, and so just a, a great great showing. And I thought both teams played hard, mm-hmm. and I'm sure the Big Ten Network got good viewership on it. Um, and the, one of the things I, the next night, Iowa did their overseas trip. Uh, the Big Ten Network did a, a, a series on it, and so they showed that on Monday night. And uh, oh, you know, I miss I, that. I, I give credit, and Lisa's done a really nice job of Iowa's kind of on the tip of everybody's tongues with women's basketball. And she's got a really good recruiting class coming in uh, in a year or two. And so credit to her and her staff and what they do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Former a pen and a napkin guest, Lisa Bluter uh, on, and uh, yeah, just a class act and uh, yeah, just a great, just, you know, it was a really, really good week for women's basketball. I, I think you have, you know, UConn is always going to be there. LSU being defending champions and them getting the couple of transfers in that they had come in. Uh, Caitlin Clark 
you know, might be the most popular women's basketball player at the college level ever at this point, uh, when you take in all the factors of everything. I'm not saying she's the best player ever or anything like that. I'm just saying that the, the, she might be the most popular player ever. And, uh, you know, so the, the game is at a great point. We just had a tremendous uh, final series. Like you said, Tony, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head. So uh, I probably screwed it up repeating everything that you just said, buddy. So that's... Uh, uh, you know, we'll just leave it there. How about that? So, uh, want to know more about a pen and a napkin and all the resources it offers? Go to a pen and a napkin.com, a great resource for any coach at any level. In addition to our a pen and a napkin university video library options that are available to order, we have hundreds of pages of notes from one page handouts to book breakdowns to original coaching notes. We also have coaching links a full catalog of every A Pen and a Napkin podcast, and ways to contribute to the growth of A Pen and a Napkin. Apenandanapkin.com is a coaching resource that will help you become a better coach. NCAA men's basketball uh, preseason rankings came out here this week, Tony. Uh, Rock Chalk Jayhawk KU, uh, preseason number one, uh, the uh, two through five Duke, Purdue, Michigan State, and Marquette. Uh, thoughts Shaka. on that, Tony? I said that's a very talented top five. Um, you know, you go through there, and you didn't even mention UConn in the top five, and they've got some decent returners from the team that won the national championship last year. So uh-huh. uh, I think men's college basketball uh, is on the upswing. It's got some good good teams there. Uh, you know, Kansas is, is going to be one of Bill Self's better teams. Yeah. Uh, John Shire continues to recruit five-star, just like what Coach K did. Uh, I'm not saying he's the same coach as Coach K, but he's yep. doing a really good job on the recruiting trail. Purdue, Zach Eady came back. I didn't know if that would happen or not, uh, but obviously he's he's really good. They're going to be a force out there. And then um, Michigan State had a freshman kid take off from the free-throw line in their little midnight madness thing. I think he double-clutched dunk from the free-throw line. Wow. Um, so that, was, that wasn't bad. It kind of reminded me of you on the Nerf hoop back in the day. Oh. Um, Oh. And then, you know, you go with Shaka at Marquette, and I'm glad to see Shaka landing this beat. Obviously, he brought VCU to prominence, went to Texas. Um, things maybe didn't go as well in Texas as what they had anticipated. Yeah. Uh, he leaves, lands on his feet at Marquette, and uh, is just doing a great job at Marquette because, obviously, uh, Woj was there, Steve Wojciechowski, and then uh, he kind of got pushed out the door, and Shaka's come in and just done a fantastic job. So. I am I am itching for some men's college basketball here uh, very very soon. Yeah, November sixth is when the games start for real. Uh, so uh, you know we'll start seeing some exhibitions. You know, small college teams will start pra- uh, playing games. I think like next week. Uh, I, my alma mater up in Sioux City. I think I saw on the interwebs. It's like October twenty sixth. They're actually playing a real game. So uh, <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy to think that. Um, yeah, UConn is sixth. Um, Houston, seven. Uh, locally for me, Creighton is number eight, and they've got a chance to be really good. Uh, Tennessee, nine. And then Florida Atlantic, with pretty much everybody back from the Final Four team, is ranked number 10. Uh, should be a good year. Uh, probably by this time next week, we'll have the women's top 25 out. We'll talk more about that. I think uh, it's been out. Um, oh, I want to say it uh, was LSU 1, UConn 2, and Iowa 3. I think that came out in the last day or two. Okay, I, I missed that. I apologize. No. Let me let me take a quick look here. Oh, yep, there it is. LSU 1, UConn 2, 
uh, Iowa 3, UCLA 4, Utah 5. Uh, that's your top five right there. And and I think probably, Tony, there's a pretty steep, I don't want to say steep drop-off, but I think there's a drop-off between 1, 2, and 3, and, and then between 4 and 5. And, you know, just I, I just think that's mm-hmm. probably the way it probably shapes up there a little bit. So. And if I'm being honest, I think there's a drop-off between 2 and 3. I think LSU yeah. and UConn, I really want to see both those teams in the final. I think that would be a great one. It would, to me, it kind of reminds me a little bit of – Las Vegas versus New York, mm-hmm. two super teams. And I look at these, if, if Paige Beckers is back at her powers um, and then they can get uh, Ozzy Fudd to play well again and keep her healthy, UConn could challenge LSU. Uh, that would be just a, a really, really fun game to see. But I don't want to take anything away from the Hawks because obviously I think Caitlin Clark's the best player in the country. Yep. But I just think there's more five-star talent on LSU and UConn than what there is in Iowa City. Yep. Yep. Uh, let's wrap up here, Tony. We're under a little bit of a time crunch this week. Uh, let's talk about the NBA. We're going to continue our NBA preview. Uh, NBA Northwest. Uh, we're on our fifth of six divisions. And like I said, we're going to time this out perfectly. By the time next week swirls around, the NBA regular season will have started. We're going to talk about the Pacific Division. Uh, but uh, it's kind of the... Uh, it's it's an interesting layout here. We've got five teams and two of them are kind of in one place, in my opinion. Two of them are in another place, and then one is in a completely different place than everybody else. So, uh, Tony, who's your pick for being in the cellar of the NBA Northwest? I'm going to go with the Trailblazers there. Yep. I would say this, though. If I was buying stock, I'd buy stock in the Trailblazers because I like some of their young pieces. But the key word there is young, inexperienced. Yeah. I think Scoot's going to be really good. Um you know, I would have told you before I watched Victor this past week, Scoot was my favorite to win the uh, Rookie of the Year. But after watching Victor, no. Um, so, yeah, Scoot, Scoot's going to be probably runner-up in that thing. Maybe Chet might edge him out for the second spot there. Yeah. But anyway, uh, you know, and then they've got Anthony Simons as well as uh, – I was trying to think of the kid from Kentucky, Shadi Sharp, if I remember Sharp. correctly. Yep. Um, but those guys are really good. Jeremy Grant's a nice player. And then I think they're going to get a motivated DeAndre Ayton. He's only 25. I know he looks older than me, but he's only 25. <laughs> um, but they get some experience, chemistry, some depth. Yeah. I would buy stock in the Trailblazers, but right now they're in five. Yeah, and, and that's probably where they need to stay. I think even with the team that they have now, like I, I like the core of Henderson, Simons, Sharp, and Aiton. And I, and I think in three years, I think that's going to develop really well. Um, I, I don't think Malcolm Brogdon's going to be there for long. I honestly think Time Lord will probably move on at some point. Uh, Jeremy Grant, I mean, he may stay there for the year this year, kind of be the veteran that's going to be a little bit of the steadying. This is how you be a pro type of thing. But uh, this team is is in full rebuild mold and and in some ways probably should have been there a couple of years ago uh, but you know they 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 tried to roll with Dame I get it I'm not I'm not saying that they shouldn't have done that uh, or it was a bad decision uh, but it was definitely an option but you know I, I'm more of the Danny Ainge philosophy of I want to be competing for championships or I want to be completely rebuilding and in three or four years, hopefully we're back in that spot. And uh, I think Portland may have held on a year or two too long in that regard, in my opinion. But I like Scoot. I think he's going to be really good. Uh, I, I, I agree with you. I think Aiton will be motivated. You know, 
you know, like like you said, Tony, you know, dude, dude, play like, you know, you said what did what did he say? I'm gonna dominate or I'm I'm yeah. do, dominate Nate Nathan or something whatever. All right, then do it. You know, go out and do it here. So um, I do worry that they only have one ball. Um, that's that's going to be interesting as well because I, I could see a lot of guys that want to shoot and some guys that really don't want to play a lot of D. So uh, I think they're, yeah, far and away the fifth best team. Um, speaking of Danny Ainge, I had Utah at fourth. Um, who do you have at fourth, Tony? That's who I had there too. I argued and kind of flipped back and forth between uh, them and Minnesota, but I ended up, I think a lot of things went right for Utah last year. I don't know if a lot of things are going to go right health-wise. And this year, uh, Markkinen had a great year last year. I guess I'm from Missouri. you got to show me that you're going to be able to do it two <laughs> years in a row. Yeah. Um, you know, if Kessler was really good, Again, I'm not trying to be mean, but he would have had a larger role in, in the, on the FIBA team than what he did because he obviously lacks size. Uh, but yeah, I, I would go Utah four as well. Yeah, uh, I got I got Utah four. John Collins, I, I like as a nice role player. Marketing had a great year. Jordan Clarkson, though, I don't think is a long term piece if you want to really succeed. Uh, as is Colin Sexton. I, I, I think they've got a lot of. Okay, you know, decent guys, you know, Taylor Horton Tucker, uh, that type of deal. But but you know, compared to the rest of the the West and the and the depth of the West, uh, I, I think they're just I just think they're probably in that twelve or thirteen range in the in the conference and 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 significantly behind the other three teams in this division here. So uh, agree with you there, buddy. How about uh, who do you have for third? I went the Timberwolves there. I'm still not sold on the Gobert Carl Anthony Towns pairing. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Anthony Edwards at death. I think he's a great player, um, and and I really like their coach too. If there's yeah. a if there was a coaches conference in the NBA, I think it's this one right here. Um, Utah Jazz, their coach is fantastic. The Minnesota Timberwolves coach is fantastic. Oklahoma City, obviously, uh, Malone at Denver. But this is a coach's conference right here, Mm -hmm. and I would go with the T-Wolves in spot three. Yeah, I think they're going to be better. I, I either either they're going to be better or they got to break up the two big guys. Um, I think that'll be the decision at the end of the year. But you know, Towns signs the massive contract. Uh, they've got to get something back for either him or Gobert. But they're again, both their contracts are kind of toxic. Uh, Mike Connolly is is getting a little long in the tooth, uh, but I think he's a great complement for Anthony Edwards. I just wish it was Mike Connolly from four years ago uh, playing with Anthony Edwards. Um, I, I think the two bigs can work. I think it deserves an opportunity to see if it can work. Uh, but again, kind of the the data, at least at this point, has said it's probably not going to work. But Anthony Edwards is so good. And for me, I'm a traditionalist. I want to see guys stay with their uh, franchises. So to a degree, I want to see it work because I want to see Anthony Edwards stay in Minnesota and have a, a really good team in a smaller market that has not seen a lot of success. And he's he's going to be a true blue superstar in this league at some point if he's not really getting there already. I think he's got a chance to be all NBA this year. And and so and I and I like you said, I think Chris Finch is a very, very good coach as well. So uh, I had Minnesota at three as well. I'm guessing Tony, you had OKC at the second spot as well. They might be 
uh, my second, third favorite team in the NBA. I really like them a lot. You know, I think Chet gives them a wrinkle they didn't have last year. Uh, you know, I love Josh Giddy's game. Yeah. Uh, Shea is unbelievable. I love Giddy. Uh, he's definitely a top five player in the NBA. Um, and then you've got depth there. They've got picks out their ears. Um, you know, I just really, really like Oklahoma City a lot. Um and with some of the pieces that, that Denver lost with Jeff Green and then uh, Bruce Brown, I was like, ah, but not not yet. And, yeah. and maybe next year or the year after. But it's mm-hmm. that gap is, is, is decreasing quite a bit. The, at some point, they're going to take all this stuff and they're going to make a move for somebody. And I don't know who that somebody's going to be. I, I'm not Brian Windhorse. I'm not Woj that has the, the inside scoop. But they, Are you they, Shams? Uh, I <laughs> no, uh, I have you know as Forrest Gump would say, aren't I going to be me? Um, <laughs> you know I, uh, but they're going to do something. They, they can't have all this draft capital. They've and they've the kit the guys that they have drafted have they they've just nailed like every single one. Uh, they are the opposite of the Washington Wizards or the Dallas Mavericks, other than Luca. I mean they 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 nail everything, and so um, I really think that. Uh, at some point, they're going to consolidate all of this, all of these resources, all of this capital, and and they're going to make a bid. And man, it's going to be Shea, it's going to be Giddy, it's going to be Chet, and it's going to be some other dude. And I don't know what that who that dude is going to be, but man, they are going to be really, really good. And 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 I think, um, I think they have a great chance. I, I would not want to play this team in the first round of the playoffs. And I really think they're going to be in the first round of the playoffs. That's just my opinion. So, mm-hmm. um, number one, uh, then would be the defending champions, the Denver Nuggets, uh, the best starting five in basketball last year, a uh, beautiful team to watch last year. Uh, you know, they got, you know, right now, probably the best player in the world in Nikola Jokic. Uh, I mean, we can, we can split hairs, him, Giannis, Embiid, but for my money, I'm taking Jokic. Um, the starting five, you know, another Forrest Gump here, you know, they, they fit together a lot, Pisa and carrots. Um, you know, they're going to need some stuff from Christian Brown. Uh, some, some other guys, uh, they're really high on this Watson kid. Reggie Jackson is now back and, and they, they feel like he's going to give them much more this year than he did last year. Uh, this is probably far and away the best team in the division. Uh, and if they remain injury free, if Michael Porter Jr. can play another 70 to 75 games, uh, they're going to be really, really good. Jamal Murray is going to be 100% go from day one. And we saw how awesome he was in the finals and, and, and throughout the playoffs. And, and so I, I've I've said this. I've always been a closet Denver Nuggets fan. I've always liked them. I always had a soft spot for them, and so I was really happy to see them win the championship. and And I think they're going to be really, really good again this year. You remind me of a young Kiki Vandaway. Um, but my point being, <laughs> going back to what you're saying, this Peyton Watson. That's why they let Bruce Brown walk. Yep. Is they really like this Peyton Watson? So I, they say he's longer. He's got more upside. So I'm I'm excited to watch him. Uh, you mentioned Reggie Jackson, another piece that was kind of under the radar. They got Justin Holiday too. Yep. And then another guy that really kind of tore it up in the preseason form was that Julian Strother that was at Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's good. I think he's a year or two away from contributing for them. Uh, but they're they're deeper than what you think. Um, and, you know, they got – I don't know if Colin Gillespie will ever help him or not, but he's another piece they picked up in the offseason mm-hmm. as well. But mm-hmm. uh, really well coached fit really well together 
Um, do I think they're going to repeat? I don't think so, but I think there's still the the apex in the northwest of the of the NBA. Yep. So, well, I appreciate the Kiki Vandeway. I've always wanted to be Bill Hanslick next to your Alex English. So I, I, I appreciate that, Tony. So, uh, well, hey, we got to get running here. We're, we're right at the time. I got I got to go do some volleyball lines here, Tony. So uh, great stuff this week. I hope you folks have enjoyed it. Just our list. And, and like I said, you know, heck, I'm, I'm doing the pod and I'm writing down stuff Tony's reminding me that I've got to do. So hopefully we gave you some things that, that you uh, need to get taken care of. And, and coaches, I hope you've enjoyed this. Uh, Tony, have a great week, buddy. We'll talk to you next week sometime. All right, man? All right. Take care, man. All right. Coaches, as always, let's be sure to hone our craft one day at a time.